This is the Anything Show with John Francois, featuring Andrew Venderton. So, uh, Super Bowl coming up this weekend, and I don't think I'm going to care about it, uh, partially because uh, me and my fiance Tony do not have cable, and also we just don't generally care about football. So I think I'll just kind of catch up on things the Monday after, which is kind of weird because. I mean, I do radio professionally, so we're supposed to like be keeping up on the trending stuff as it's happening. And the Super Bowl is always like the biggest television event of the year. Um, we're gonna be so busy doing uh, the engagement uh, slash wedding invitation photo shoot that day, so that's gonna be exciting. That will be. That'll be so exciting. You'll be doing fun engagement stuff. I know. Um, and I think you, uh, yeah, please, I think we should make this a tradition. What is your classic line about the Super Bowl to indicate what your interest in it is? I don't really watch the season finale of football. I mean, it's an interesting show. And they switched it up this year. They really rewrote the script. So I was like, okay, this is good. But then there's only about two brothers still in it. And I was like, oh, there's two brothers. Did that happen on last season? But... You know, <laughs> we'll have to talk to the writers about that. I'm going to send them a letter like, hey, I really need y'all to really change up the script next year. You know what? It's funny that you say the whole thing about the two brothers. I know you're joking, but like that's actually sort of a true thing, because I know that uh, this Super Bowl is like historic and that it's like the first one where two black quarterbacks are going to be starting the game. Uh, so that'll be something. And um, yes, and I'm also reminded of the meme that I sent you the other day, uh, which was, oh, I don't know if I should watch Super Bowl 57 because uh, I think I have to understand what happened with the other 56 in order to, you know, catch up and, and figure out what's going on. <laughs> I don't know who the main characters are. I haven't really followed the show, so I'm probably going to binge it and we'll see. Yeah. Well, uh, what we do know is that the halftime performer this Sunday is going to be Rihanna. Are you a Rihanna fan? I love Rihanna. She's amazing. Yeah. I was looking at a list of songs that we did not know were sexual until we got older. And fittingly enough, Rihanna came up. Uh, have you heard her song from 2007, Shut Up and Drive? Yes, I did. Okay. So here's the funny thing. Um, th this is like, it also reminds me of R. Kelly's Ignition because that was big when I was in middle school back in like the early 2000s. And of course, my naive young self thought like, oh, okay, you know, people are going for a fun ride with uh, the member of the opposite sex that they find attractive. Like, that's great. They're literally going for a car ride. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, as time went along, uh, in terms of the R. Kelly song, I found out, oh, uh, when he says the key, he means his penis. And when he says the ignition, he means her vagina. That makes sense. <laughs> you broke the song. Was it traumatizing when you learned? No. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Um, it's not traumatizing. It's um, conflicting because, of course, R. Kelly is in prison for probably the rest of his life for, you know, doing uh, very inappropriate things with underage girls. So um, it's one of those conflicting things where it's like, oh, it's a great song to dance to, but because of the artist that's singing it, because I read this article and this may not even be a true thing, but this article was kind of alleging that like, oh, the original intention of Ignition was, you know, targeted toward underage girls. Uh, and, and as you know, R. Kelly writes all of his music. 
Um, so now um, I would say it's a song that maybe I don't need to listen to. It's less so much about the sexual meaning behind it and more so about the guy who wrote it and performed it. I can understand that. I 100% agree. You are Kelly. He will not be played at all. Yeah, yeah. Safe to say, safe to say. Um, so I'm looking at uh, Shut Up and Drive lyrics from Rihanna. This was back in 2007. I was in high school. Uh, Andrew, you're like what? You're, you're maybe like two or three years older than me. Were you also in high school in 2007? No, I graduated. I was in college at that point. So you, did you already know what the meaning of that song was back then? Or were you kind of like naive? I didn't because I actually didn't like the song. I didn't start to like Shut Up and Drive until like my mid 30s. I was about 31, 32 when I was like, oh, I like this song now. All right. You mind if we break this song down by lyrics? Do it. All right, let's do it. And I'll, and I'll try to be quick with it. All right, so here we go. First paragraph. I've been looking for a driver who is qualified. So if you think that you're the one, step into my ride. I'm a fine-tuned supersonic speed machine. Oh, got a sunroof top and a gangster lead. Uh, so I think what I got from that first paragraph, well, I mean, you tell me what you got from that first paragraph, Andrew. Well, I didn't realize that she was talking about her lady parts for the car. I actually <laughs> didn't at all. So you're blowing my mind right now. Yeah, I got that. Um, she uh, is looking for maybe a guy with a big penis and, uh, or just someone who is, well qualified enough for her wonderful vagina um and she's a supersonic speed machine so that means that she likes sex really fast and hard uh she has a sunroof top maybe boobies a gangster lead maybe she likes to be a top more than a bottom that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking i think you're on the right track Okay. All right. So here we goes. Uh, we keep on going. So if you feel it, let me know. No, no. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Four, four. <laughs> My engine's ready to explode, explode. So start me up and watch me go, 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 go. Now, high school me again, thinking that, oh, we're just talking about the thrill of driving in a car. Um, but nope, I think she's talking about the, uh, the orgasmic experience that'll happen when you have sex. All right. I did not know these lyrics. I didn't know the lyrics. So now that I'm hearing them, I definitely see the sex. Yeah. Get you where you want to go. If you know what I mean, got a ride that's smoother than a limousine. Can you handle the curves? Can you run all the lights? If you can, baby boy, then we can go all night because it's zero to 60 and 3.5. Baby, you got the keys. Now shut up and drive, 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 shut up and drive, drive, drive. All right. So yeah, that just basically says like, hey, shut your mouth. And let your uh, nether regions do all the talking. Um, I like this one. I got class like a 57 Cadillac and overdrive with a whole lot of boom in the back. You look like you can handle what's under my hood. Ooh, what's under her hood? Uh, you keep saying that you will, boy, I wish you would. So if you feel it, let me know, no, no. Come on now. What are you waiting for, for, for? My engine's ready to explode, explode, explode. So start me up and watch me. Go, go, go. Yeah, so it basically uh, repeats. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think what I got from reading through the lyrics of the song, because again, I mean, when you listen to the song, usually like you're you're in the club, you're in the car, you're just bumping to the beat. Um, and I found lately that when I either like actually pay attention to the lyrics by ear or like read them, I'm like, oh, there's a meaning to this song that I did not get until now. <laughs> <laughs> 
you blow my mind, John. I actually didn't know that was the sexual song. The whole yeah. time. Oh, she must really like cars. Uh, yeah, yeah. So both R. Kelly and Rihanna, they uh, they choose cars as a metaphor for what they want to do to people in the bedroom. There you go. Uh, I mean, of course, with Rihanna, she actually does it with people of age. So there you go. Yeah. Thank you. Rihanna. Oh, boy. Now, you had mentioned uh, other songs that you did not uh, know were sexual until you were older. I think you had mentioned. Oh, I got. So I've heard that it wasn't me by Shaggy means a lot more than what it may be intense. I, I mean, I, I know there was a part of the song that's like uh, banging on the bedroom floor, like something like like something about being on the floor. Um, can you tell me what the full meaning of that song is? Because I don't know. I actually don't know the full meaning of it being sexy, but I just know that it is a sexual song. I know that they were banging on the floor and somebody got caught cheating, but there's a lot of metaphors that are in the lyrics that someone was explaining it to me. And I'm like, oh, this is a sexy little song. But then I heard Mila Kunis and um, Ashley Kutcher for their little, look at, we're tagging back the Super Bowl, coming back to the TV show. They had their little thing. And I was like, this should not be in this commercial because kids are going to sing this and it's going to be weird. Right, right. And actually, speaking of, uh, you know, going back to Rihanna's Shut Up and Drive, um, I, I think someone had mentioned on BuzzFeed that like, oh, God, I play this at a kid's birthday party. And I really thought it was just about the thrill of cars. But nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I know I know my fiance, Tony, is a big fan of Shaggy's. It wasn't me. I, I mean, I played it way too much um, as a flashback song uh, at another radio station I used to work at. So I could be uh, I, I'm, I'm done with it. Um, let's see another song you mentioned love shack by the b52s that one i think i listened to later in life and that was pretty obvious to me it's like when you have a song that's called love shack it's like okay that's basically a brothel where you could just get you know a sex party going on see i remember hearing love shack as a kid i was ooh, when did the beethoven movies come out i think i was about seven and one of the beethoven movies is this movie about this dog and this family that gets the super smart dog and it was the one where Beethoven had puppies and they played Love Shack before the puppies were delivered. But as a kid, you don't think like, oh, they're talking about the dogs going in this room and slapping and tickling each other. You just think like, oh, Love Shack. And it's all good. And it's all about sex. Wow. Well, that's disturbing. I mean, I know that dogs have their sexual humping thing like the rest of us, but yeah, I mean, Beethoven, if I'm not mistaken, I've never watched those movies, but I've heard of them. I know it's like the, the Charles Grodin family-friendly kind of comedy movie. Um, I would assume that, <laughs> that they would kind of know what the meaning of it was before putting it in a child's movie. But uh, yeah, again, this is that's, that's another example of one of those songs where it just has like a very upbeat 80s dance vibe to it. So much uh -huh. so that people may not even actually listen to what it means. I remember hearing it. And I was like, oh, this is just a fun song because everybody's in the house and they love each other. No, <laughs> that is not what this song is about. It's a lot more than that. And I think the last one that came to mind, this is a tricky one. So the song Milkshake from Kellis, you know, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Now, uh, I thought uh, that, you know, as I went later on in life, and of course, when I first heard it back in middle school, I thought, oh, hey, a song talking about the greatness of those milkshakes. Literally a milkshake. I love milkshakes. You you love milkshakes, Andrew? Oh, no. Keep them away from me, but they do look beautiful. 
<laughs> Wait, are we talking about an actual milkshake or some kind of sexual metaphor milkshake? <laughs> we're talking about a milkshake, but we're also talking about ladies' pirates to keep those away. But milkshakes, so, I find them scary. Why do you find milkshakes scary? Because it's cow juice, and cow juice is terrifying. Oh, oh yeah. We had a conversation on this on the podcast a little while ago. You, you're not a big fan of ice cream or, or dairy of any kind, right? No, it creeps me out. I will stay away from it. Wow. Um, yeah, so what's interesting is that, like, of course, I hear milkshake back in middle school. I think it's literally about milkshakes. And then, of course, as we go on in life, as I grow up, I'm listening and I'm like, oh, yeah, she's talking about how her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. So that could be implied to mean that, you know, her her, her vagina, her boobies, I don't know, her whole sexual self could bring all the boys to her bedroom. Um, but Kellis herself in an interview actually opened it up for uh she made it open-ended. She said like, no, it actually doesn't mean a particular thing. It could mean whatever you want it to mean. Um, so she left it up to us, which is like, I, I guess that's a good way to do it. Um, but also you kind of wish that like, Oh, like give us like the specific meaning that you intended when, when you, when you produced that song. <laughs> because milkshake is one of my favorite songs from her. I never really looked at it as a sexual song. I was kind of like, oh, she's just talking about she's going to dance and everybody's going to stand around. And then I was like, okay, I guess I could see how you could interpret this to being very sexual. But then I would be kind of afraid if somebody's body was frothing like a milkshake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you need to get uh, that out. Yeah. Yeah. If your body's frothing like a milkshake, call your doctor today. Um, and especially if it's frothing for five hours, you may, you may want to call your doctor. Oh, my <laughs> oh yeah. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't, you don't want a five hour froth. That, that, is <laughs> that is the worst thing you could do for your, for your health. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh God, just saying the word frothy. It's like saying the word moist. It's just awful. It really is. It just gives you this image of just mess and thickness it sounds thick i don't like it yeah yeah it's like phlegm debris yes yes i feel like there's going to be hard pieces and a lot of soft phlegm in there <laughs> that should be another podcast the awful words that make us cringe whenever we say them out loud <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean there's tons of songs where like as you go along you find out oh man they're actually dirty i mean you have watermelon sugar from harry styles i i think i could be wrong i mean is, is that about going down on a lady and what it feels like it is about eating some vagine and i did not know that i thought that this man just had some sweet sugar that was watermelon flavored or something the whole time i was like okay somebody took him to a cookout and he has some watermelon with some sugar on it or something and I did not realize it was about eating a box the whole entire time. Yeah, yeah. Very creative title for a, a song, though. That When that song first came out, I was like, yep, that uh, something about that song title just got my attention. Um, and, I, and I really thought, I mean, looking at the music video and everything, like you said, that it was more like, hey, like, we're just going to, you know, bask in colors and fruit and, and maybe just put that in with sexiness. Now, uh, do you know... Cake by the Ocean by DNCE. I love what cake by that one. Is that also about going down on somebody? Oh hey. no. Uh, you know what? Eating cake by the ocean. Yeah, I think that is about going down on somebody. 
Yeah. I don't know, man. So many songs with so many meanings behind them. I just, um, like, I just love the song because it has cake in it. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? I'm a cake person. You're a cake person. That's, I mean, that, like, yeah. Sometimes you have songs, but uh, do you know Stir Fry from the Migos? Yeah. Oh, I love Stir Fry. I love Stir Fry. A great jogging song, by the way. I've jogged to that song many times. Uh, so I heard on a radio show recently that of course no surprise it's not actually about stir fry what is it about because i don't know what it's about so it's drugs they're cooking up crack in the kitchen <laughs> that's what oh. the song out oh okay because like when you know I, when when uh I, I i don't know who of the migos references like oh you know that onion booty make me want to cry like i thought it, there was some sexual component to it but it's like mostly drugs Mostly it's drugs, but I mean, take off his lyrics. He talks about the girl with a big old onion booty that'll make the world cry. And so like, you know, he's talking about some women in there, but the actual act of twisting your wrist in the kitchen to cook is all about mixing crack. Okay. Okay. Damn it. I was really <laughs> to, like having stir fry. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, songs that you didn't know were sexual until you were older. Open it up. Uh, let's see. At anything show Francois on Instagram and TikTok and uh, Facebook.com slash anything show at AJ Vanderton on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, it is going to be a fascinating conversation to continue because, um, you know, songs could mean one way and then they mean the next way. I can't wait to hear. I need to know some more songs that are like secretly dirty. God, I don't even want to know what Mary Had a Little Lamb actually means. <laughs> oh, John, that has a lot to do with double penetration. <laughs> oh, God. No, no double penetration when she has a little lamb. That sounds uncomfortable. The Anything Show with John Francois is on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Join us on YouTube, Facebook.com slash The Anything Show, and Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. Join Andrew Vandertunt at AJ Vandertunt.